Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. This is the new map, which we'll be going uh, live shortly, but we will be officially launching it on the 19th of November, which is World Toilet Day, of course, with over 6,000 toilets, um, data gathered using open data, but also um, using crowdsourcing, and by calling hundreds of council websites. But first, who am I, and why am I talking about this? Well, since 2009, I've worked at the Royal College of Arts as a researcher at their Head and Handling Centre for Design. This is a research centre um, for inclusive people-centred design, um, where I was working on a research project called Tach 3. This was looking at ways to help people to manage continence problems, um, but in particular for us, we were looking at problems that they have finding and using public toilets. This is an easy problem for everyone to relate to, because leaving a toilet is a problem that we all experience, maybe experiencing it right now. But for many, it's much more than an inconvenience. This is some quotes from our research. A woman, 24, with irritable bowel syndrome. It would be a disaster for me if someone didn't have toilets. I'd have to come home again. A woman, 76. I was in an automatic public convenience and it opened. There's no privacy or dignity there. And a man, age 30, with multiple sclerosis. I'm meant to keep hydrated for my health, but I don't drink because I'm worried that there won't be any toilets. People need to be able to access the toilets that meets their needs whether that means one that's attended so that it's safer, that offers more privacy, that's step-free or um, payment-free. Um, as an outcome of this research, I imagined um, developing some sort of personalised map or customisable map, or maybe a rating system like TripAdvisor for toilets. Um, but I was barely like an hour into trying to come up with ideas before I thought, well, whatever I do I'm, to make it, I'm going to need a really big database of toilets. So I went off in search of this. Through good old Google, that was when I found data.gov.uk, probably in 2010. And, um, and, but I couldn't find this UK national database of public toilets, so I contacted the site and they contacted someone else in the Department of Communities. Word quickly came back that I couldn't find it because there wasn't one. In fact, there was only one data set for the public toilets <laughs> in Brent. But the suggestion that there should be a um, national database of toilets wasn't such a crazy one, because in Australia, that's exactly what they had. Their Department of Health and Ageing had commissioned one, as part of their national continence management strategy um, and the corresponding national public toilet map, which this data set is often in there to pop forward data sets in the And we used to at least know how many toilets there were because the Audit Commission collected this information, but that was back before um, they were abolished. And um, I, there was a Department of Community Select Committee which also called for the UK to produce a database of public toilets, but I contacted my MP who, who mentioned this to a minister at Farm to Communities and um, word filtered back that they hadn't done this because it would run contrary to localism principles, place new burdens on local authorities and increase levels of bureaucracy. So, that wasn't really a go off. I thought I'd have a go at collecting the information myself. Firstly, there were two sort of national data sets, at least for the toilet locations. Firstly, there's, of course, Ordnance Survey, where public toilets are shown at some levels of their maps um, indicated by PC, public convenience. And then there's OpenStreetMap, um, which has around 4,000 toilet locations maps, and they do allow for more information to be added. So you can say whether it's actually privately owned or add 
uh, wheelchair accessibility. But in general, because it's a, a mapping project, then like on that survey, it's, it's the majority is a toilet location and a, a toilet building, which um, is actually it's quite a limited view of what a public convenience is. Because there are many places in which you can go to the toilet. <laughs> Um, half of the people that we interviewed in our research, if they needed a toilet, they don't even look for a public, public toilet because they assume that there won't be one or that it will just be too horrible to contemplate. So they look for a, a cafe or a um, shop instead. So to illustrate this point, I compiled a couple of years ago some data for the London Borough of Wandsworth. Now, in Wandsworth, they have nine public toilets, in this case, um, automatic supermoons. But they also provide nine toilets in their libraries and the town hall, five in their parks and cemeteries. They had 75 in their community toilet scheme where they pay local businesses to allow anyone to use their toilet without uh, having, to pay, having to buy anything. 11 in supermarkets, department stores and shopping centres, and three in train stations. So although we started with nine public toilets that you might find on OS or OSN, we actually have 112 publicly accessible toilets. And when the information is this complex, it's, it's a lot less static. Um, in Wandsworth, in fact, they've actually since closed those nine public toilets. And the community toilet scheme participants change all the time because um, businesses close or others join the scheme. And in this case, because of government cuts, they actually had to renew all funding. So the participants have changed from 75 to two. But despite this complexity, it's still the council that knows about the majority of these toilets, and not just the location, but also the opening hours and the other information that is what we really need to know. So, I thought I would approach the councils for the opening data. Now, in the UK, public toilets are at the level of the 400 and something districts and um, district councils and unitary authorities. Although, in some cases, they've actually devolved it further to the parishes, but that's just too complicated, so I ignore that. Um, but they still make collecting 400 or so um, potential data sets. So where would I start? Well, someone pointed me in the direction of openlocal.com and their UK's Council Open Data Scoreboard. Um, at least I started with these councils that they, they would know what I was talking about. So I began emailing them, and very, I mean, only one or two had already got a, a data set of public toilets, even though they had mapped other things. But very quickly, very helpful web managers would get back to me and delighted that someone wanted some open data and make me a data set for their public toilets. But then things got a bit more complicated because as this, data, as this school board grew, more of the councils were actually just producing um, financial data. So they weren't doing location data, they didn't necessarily have an open data department or an open data person even. So they sent my email into, in the direction of their mapping department. And very helpful GIS managers would reply saying that although they knew where their toilets were, they couldn't tell me. This was because of, um, at the time, Ordnance Survey had restrictions on the reuse of data that they had already mapped. Um, however, this week they've let me know that changes are afoot, so perhaps this is a thing of the past. They've said that they have just enabled their IP to be used in an open data release of one council's toilet data, and if others were to approach them um, releasing toilet data, then this is likely to be on the same terms. So this sounds like good news, and um, this data is obviously in the public interest. So maybe we're a step closer in that respect to knowing where the toilets are. But at the time, I was, I was struggling, losing faith. Um, I'd contacted about just over 50 councils and um, reflected on, on the responses that I got. I'm making this pie chart. So the ones on the right-hand side, all the responses, whether that's positive, here's some data, or no, we're not going to do that, or maybe, um, you know, it's on our to-do list, um, we'll get around to it. But 
the biggest problem is actually the left-hand side, which was no response. So these are the councils that knew what open data was as well. If, if they don't even reply to my email, I don't know what the problem is. Um, what looks are going to have with the ones that don't know what open data is? Anyway, if the good thing about this was that I was a researcher. If I'd be an entrepreneur, I'd have thought, well, this is useless. I've got about 12 data sets. It's not going to happen. I'll go and crowdsource information instead. But I could um, bang my head against this report for as long as I liked or as long as until the funding ran out. So we persevered and made the Great British Public Toilet Map version 1. We thought we'd make it for a pilot area so that I'm not contacting 400 councils anymore. I'm just contacting, say, 30. In this instance, London, because we had three data sets there. And then we also made a um, campaigning element to the site. So if we had the toilet data, you could use the site to find toilets. But if not, then you could send a letter to your council asking them to participate in the scheme. This version had mixed success. Um, it was great that I now had a toilet map, so rather than asking for data and then saying thank you and not doing anything with it, I could now show people what it was that I was using it for. Um, the campaigning element, meanwhile, didn't really take off. It sounds good, but very few people sent an email either they didn't find it or they didn't understand it, or actually no one wants to send anyone an email about public toilets. Um, but whilst this site was running, we increased the data sets. Um, of London councils from three up to 11, so that's now a third, producing some sort of data about their public toilets. With a bit more um, funding, we decided to, um, from the feedback we got from this one, expand the site and make version two. So we added all the data sets from other towns in the UK, still probably a dozen data sets, um, so still very catchy, but what made a big difference was that I got a data set from National Rail Inquiries about all the stations, all the, all the toilets in um, train stations. This meant that the site looked really national. And the, um, the fact that I got this data was actually all about luck. It wasn't about the policy of a council or the, the strategy of an organisation. It, it's always about who it is who happens to end up with your email and what it is that they can do with it. So in this instance, as with every time I try to get so I find an email address online, in this case for ATOC, but it happened to end up with the customer relations manager of National Rail Inquiries, who just sent me an email one day with an Excel spreadsheet, here's all the information you have about toilets for you to use on your site. Great. The flip side is Transport for London. So around this time, the London Assembly were doing an investigation into London's public toilets, and one of their recommendations that the mayor did agree to was that TfL should produce um, train station data about toilet data for their TfL stations um, by spring 2012. I followed up with this many times, and the London Assembly were very helpful, um, also trying to find out whether this data was going to be produced, but ultimately it was down to the Mayor and Transport for London. I tried emailing them as well um, a few times through their developers portal, but I was back to my old problem that I just never got a reply, so I'm back to guessing about what it is that, why it is that they can't produce this data. Perhaps they don't actually know where their train station toilets are, or the information about them, so it's too bigger problem to, um, to address. But the other thing that the London Assembly did was to develop a standard for their toilet data. Um, so not having a standard was making things really difficult. We didn't push for it earlier because um, it was best for the councils to, to produce data in whatever format was easiest for them. But actually, remember, we need a separate scraper for every data set, for every CSV or XML file, and our data is getting out of date. And if you were going to do this um, for 400, then it's, it's never going to work. And more recently, this summer, the LGA um, have developed a new standard partly based on this earlier London Assembly work where um, 
public toilets have been chosen as one of three data sets for councils to um, produce this information and to apply for grants to, to do so um, of up to £7,000, which we'll, we'll hear a bit more about at the end of the lecture. But I was told last week that the first public toilet data set starting to come in, so that's pretty exciting. Now for our latest map. We, um, in March, we got funding from the Nominet Trust to do six months further work on the toilet day, on the toilet map and make it truly national. So we were going to need a lot more data. There are three ways of making the toilet map. You can crowdsource the data, which most other toilet map um, websites do. Um, but this is very problematic because you need a lot of data to start with to make it worthwhile anyone else having to. Um, and also there's a lot of um, mistakes made or toilets added which are actually the customer use only and that sort of thing. Um, you can, it can be even individually moderated so someone can try to create just their own personal database of public toilets. Um, but again, when that runs into the thousands, it's, it's very difficult to maintain. Or you can do what we were doing, which was trying to use open data. What we were going to try this time was simply have a go at all three. We would um, start by looking at the 400 council websites and just collecting the information from there. Um, luckily, that was someone else's job. But <laughs> there were about 5,000 I mean, like 5, toilets that way because I've counted them. Um, but where this information was poor or um, was non-existent or just not really good enough, didn't have the many details, as it was with 300 of the council websites, we sent freedom of information requests. As those replies to the, to the um, freedom of information requests started to come in, we um, had a lot more data but brand new problems. So we wanted to make this data set that we were compiling open to other people to use as well. So we needed to keep track of any licensing restrictions. But um, as the replies came in from the... Um, Councils from the Freedom of Information request, they had lots of different caveats. So we would also need to develop some sort of commercial activity to decide um, a business model in order to help finance it in the future, which is still a work in progress. So if you have any advice, I'd appreciate it. Um, whilst we had asked for the data to be under open government licence, only probably 12 councils maybe have replied mentioning the OGL in their response. Whereas about a third of the couple of hundred FOI replies that we've got have had a standard caveat about how this data should not be used for commercial use and that we should apply and possibly pay for a license in order to do so. The rest, inevitably, don't mention anything about licensing or reuse conditions, so I don't know what that means, but hopefully it's possible. Um, but with so many different sources, not only do different toilets end up falling under different licensing restrictions, but different bits of information about each toilet do. So say we've got a... Um, Toilet sorts information about from the council and they said that it's not for commercial use. They can't, they haven't given us the latitude and longitude because they don't want to um, do so with the um, ordinance survey restrictions that they've, they've described it as on the high street. Meanwhile, uh, OpenStreetMap have mapped the same toilet far more accurately. So we use the open data from OpenStreetMap about the location, but the restricted data from the council about the opening hours and the wheelchair accessibility. Meanwhile, a member of the public goes onto the site and thinks these are opening hours are out of date, so they change them. Our crowdsourced data is open, so that's now open. But because the wheelchair accessibility data is correct, they don't change that, so that stays restricted. And it's just going to end up ridiculously complicated. <laughs> um, we're going to try to keep track of it, and we'll also experiment by emailing some of these councils to see whether they really do want us to have a license, and I can't imagine they want to pay for it, but we'll see what happens. Um, but What's clear is that the um, Local Government Association's initiative to get the actual open data from the councils could not have come at a better time. So this um, non-commercial, crowdsource compatible, 
potentially open version 3 of the Great British Public Toilet Map will be online shortly at greatbritishpublictoiletmap.rca.ac.uk and officially be launching on November 19th. So please add your favourite toilets and let us know what you think. And if you have any advice or updates or questions about what um, I've said today, uh, please feel free to say so. Thank you. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.